Welcome to Equipus Christchurch. Equipus Church is a whole lot of friends championing one another to go higher in Christ. For more details, check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch. I believe that this is a house of legacy. This is a house of legacy because why, why do I say that? Because I know that this house will outlive me. This house will outlive me. Your children will outlive you. So will mine outlive me. And what happens there? Thank you, sweetheart. So good. I just I could keep talking for ages when you play. The, the, our kids will actually outlive it. So, so when you come to church, remember this. This is not about you. Church is not about you. I'm 40-something years old. 40-something. 40-something years old, right? So compared to other people, compared to my dad, I'm really young. You know, and, and so I've, I've lived my Christian life for over 20 years. Yes, I've been brought up in a Christian family, but it didn't mean that I made a personal decision to follow Jesus. I, I think about my mom and dad and, and all of that they had to go through in order that I am where I am today. So as I stand and talk to you, I represent every person that has made a way for me. So what you're getting is not just one person. You're getting a representation of a legacy that I walk. And the same with you. Wherever you go, you carry this legacy of this house with you. When you go to work, you are not your own. When you're at home, you're, that's not your home. God gave you that. Why did God give you that? In order that you might reach out to others. This is a house of honor. And this house we love to honor. We love to honor God and His presence. We love to honor God's Word. We place real value and weight behind it. And so when we declare something, a, a part of God's Word, we're declaring truth. And when we're declaring truth, we give honor to God. Because His Word is transformative, right? It changes people and it changes stuff. When we talk about faithfulness, I ask myself this question. I wonder if you could ask yourself this question. So God is faithful. We get that, right? Am I faithful? Am I being faithful with the little that I have or with the much that I have? Can God actually trust me for my faithfulness? We live in a world where faithfulness is just some kind of tabloid that is being chucked around. And, you know, it's, it's like front page of the newspaper, but fish and chip wrapper tomorrow. It's kind of like, yeah, meh. You know, you talk about church leadership and people are like, ugh, again. You know, people are just so like, they're, like, they're like just tired. They're sick of seeing people fall. But if, if all they see is our fault and they don't see us get up again, then I believe they're right. And so 
Here's the thing. You're sitting in this room, and we all have had our faults, right? Man, we've made some dumb decisions. And some of us, we've had to deal with the consequences of our actions. And so when you have made a dumb decision or a mistake, what the world needs to see is will you get up again? Will you get up again? Turn to your neighbor. Will you get up again? (laughs) You see, whenever the church is together, life is better. Now, I'm not calling you to come and live with me on a commune in Belfast. Lord have mercy. No, no, no. We're not doing that. But here's the thing. When the body gets together, life gets better. Because it's iron sharpening iron. Your story and someone else's story together. And so we get divine connections from significant relationships. Pastor Sam calls it significant ministry flows out of significant relationships. You see, we are his hands and we are his feet. Here's the thing. God speaks for himself. You don't have to speak for him, right? All he needs is your hands and your feet. I'm going to say that again. (laughs) God doesn't need you to speak for him. He needs your hands and your feet. So if you're like, oh, I don't know how to lead someone to Jesus, that's actually okay because Jesus will lead them to him. What will these two things do? You get to open doors. You get to make a coffee. You get to make a meal. Come on, you get to pat them on the back. You get to walk with them. And God will do his work. I've got so many friends who are just like, man, you're so close. I could, uh." and I just, I'm just going to serve you. (laughs) Because I don't need to say anything. Because your life, how many of you know this? Your life speaks volumes. Your life tells a story. I think St. Francis of Assisi said this. Evangelize the whole world and if necessary, use words. So, we may be in a place of transition, right? So if you got your Bible, turn to Joshua chapter 1. And I want you to put your finger on it. And then I want you to flip back. Because I want, also want you to have your finger at Exodus chapter 16. Exodus chapter 16. And verse 35 in particular. So only two, two passages of Scripture tonight. And I just want to land. I won't speak for long at all. So I just want us to catch something tonight. All right? So let's go to uh, chapter 16 of Exodus, verse 35. Have you got it? Smartphones, eh? Oh, sweet. You got old school. All right. So verse 35 says this. The Israelites ate manna for 40 years. Did you read that? The Israelites ate manna for 40 years. 
until they came to a land that was settled. They ate, bless you, they ate manna until they reached the border of Canaan. Canaan is the promised land. Yes, 40 years. Can you imagine eating one thing for 40 years? When Shells was pregnant with one of our boys, um, the sight of red meat, she couldn't deal with. So it was chicken, gravy, roast potatoes, and peas. That was it. When I, would go with, when, when I was allowed to go with her to the supermarket, we would get to the meat section, and she would go, right, go and pick whatever you need from the meat section, put it in the very bottom of the trolley so I don't have to see it. And, 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 and so I would, she would run across the, the meat deli so she couldn't see any red meat, right? So we'd get home, and this little flat that we were in had, a, had a, like a door to the kitchen. It was only a couple of bifold doors. I would cook my chicken in there and so that she, and the windows would be open so she could not smell the chicken that I was cooking. Got to like, I think about two months later, and I said to her, sweetheart, if I eat one more chicken, I'm going to start laying eggs. I was so done with chicken and gravy and peas and uh, I just couldn't do it. That was only like a couple of months. Imagine 40 years. I don't think we... You know, when I want lunch, I just go to Bush Inn during the week, and I go, any, many, money, mo. If I didn't bring anything from home, I don't buy food all the time. <laughs> My wife. All right. So, <laughs> I mean, like, you know, we've got, we've got choices these days. And isn't it amazing that I, I, I look at this and I'm going, oh, my goodness. If I was one of the Israelites, what would I be like? Like, so it doesn't really say they whinged and they groaned and they complained about everything. Normal, hey, because we're humans. Uh, God gave us choices, and so we just kind of do that. But 40 years, Moses had just been with them. So Moses had led them in, in from, from the wilderness and he wasn't going to enter into the promised land with them, right? So go to Joshua chapter 1, verse 11. So Joshua is now putting an order across to the officers who were who looking after the people. Go through the camp and tell the people, get your provisions ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here to go in and take possession of the promise of the land that your God is giving you for your own. So for 40 years, let's go here. The dew would fall. They would come out of their tents and take away manna was there. All right? Now they're at the brink of entering the promised land. And God's saying, cook your own eggs. 
Mom, I'm hungry. Mom, I'm hungry. Cook your own eggs. I don't know, but this is like, okay, so this middle part here is the transition bit. How do you get from Uber Eats to cooking your own food? Um, I don't know if Mrs. Moses was kind of doing cooking classes, like all these community groups that were happening, and they were like, okay, vegetable of the month is this, so let's try and make a quiche. Or like, you know, someone was just like, all that kind of stuff. Oh, what else can we make with this stuff? There was just nothing from there to there. But the whole time, 40 years, everything was provided for them. Moses was a great leader and everything was just happening. God moved, blah, 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 blah. And then they get to this point where they're like, now you've got to prepare yourself. Before you enter in. <laughs> you see, provisions here is not the promise. Some of us are treating the provision as if it's the promise. It is not your promise. It's the stuff that just keeps you alive. Your provision is meant to lead you to your promise. What I want to say to you tonight is don't get stuck. Don't let 40 years keep you. So what do you do when your supply stops? What do you do when your work is downsizing? What do you do when your girlfriend leaves you? What do you do when your husband leaves you? What do you do when your wife leaves you? What do you do when, finish it for me. What do you do when the provision stops? What do you do when what used to work no longer works? God says to Joshua, be strong and courageous. Be strong and very courageous. Here's the thing. Transition, it's not permanent. Transition means you're passing through. How many of you have been on flights where you've had to go, go through like a, um, yeah, what, what am I trying to say? Yes. All right? You're going through. You know, you, some people act like they've got to live there. And I was, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the you know, aircraft is delayed for one hour. It's like, chill, man. It's all right. And everyone's just like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to miss this. I'm going to miss this. Sometimes on the airplanes, you know, when, when an engineer has to come on and do stuff, people are like, oh, my gosh. It's like, um. So either we go on a broken plane or we get the plane fixed and then we go. Mm. I choose my choice. (laughs) 
here's the thing. A sign that you're close to your promise, catch this one, is that when the provision stops. Some of us stay here and we get stuck. I want to say to you tonight, let that be a sign that you're closer to your promise than ever before. The fact that the tap is closed means that you're at the brink. God is saying, get ready, cook your own eggs, because tomorrow I'm going to do something in your life. Tomorrow you're going to reach your promise. Tomorrow you're going to step into the promise. Tomorrow you're going to see the great things that I do. Be strong and very courageous. When you go through stuff in your life, remember to lean in on God. Remember to weigh in on His promises. Let's not be whinges and moaners just simply because we don't see what He is doing. I know that for me and I know that for you would be true. God has spoken into your life. And like what Shelley said this morning is that the promise has been given. What do you do when you don't see it the first time? What do you do when you don't see it the second time? Or the third time? Or the fourth time? Or the fifth time? Sixth? Seven? And then you see something. Have you ever had something that you've been counting on to rescue you from your situation stop? Let me put it this way. Have you ever had someone that you've been counting on for your provision stops? What do you do? Word of the Lord for you tonight. It's quite, it's quite heavy. It's quite... It's quite deep. I hope you can catch this. Here it is. Be strong and courageous. It's simple. Be strong and courageous. Because when people see that, oh, there's no mana coming from the sky anymore, you're like, no, that's cool. Because I'm hitting in, I'm transitioning to a place where it's, it's, I'm going to cook my food because it's already provided. I will actually get to do that. You see, the, 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 the fact that we love to go on missions, we love to go make a difference in someone else's world, and that's a cool thing to do. But if you're still living on provisions and not living in the promise, what are you, what are you feeding other people? What are you giving? I believe this year for us as a church, man, we get to consolidate. We get to go actually check yourself. Figure out what God is saying and what he's doing. And then we could go, man, we could go transform nations now. Because one, it's got to start in Jerusalem. It's got to start at home. And then it starts in your community. And then we get to transform nations. Here's the thing. We don't get to do it by ourselves. We're part of a global network of churches and believers. And, and sometimes being part of transforming nations is just swiping your FPOS card. That's one level. Actually, that's kind of like a sort of, I'm just removed. Oh, yeah. And that's great. Maybe you're at that level. Or maybe you're kind of at the level of, of kind of, man, 
I actually want to find out what's actually happening on the ground. And so you would, one of our mission teams that's, that's leaving after Shout Conference, we've got India, we've got Rio, we've got somewhere else. Philippines, right? You can go, you, can get, you, you get to go on those to be the very hands and feet of the mission. And that's how we get to transform nations. But I think, I, I believe it's greater than that when we think, oh my goodness, I am a part of what God is doing worldwide. We get to share in those stories. We've been, practically, we've been a part of what God has been doing. But unless we believe it and we see that we're in a place where actually we're living in the place of promise. Because if we're still over there, we'll be asking for help. We'll be asking for someone else to solve our problems. When you're in a place of promise, you are the answer to the problem. You get to do it. You know, as, as I finish, is you are exactly where God wants you right now. And the devil hates that. He hates that. Every time you feel, you, you, kind, of, you kind of think, oh my goodness, I, God, I desire more of you. Why is it that we come under attack? Why is it that we come under persecution? Hello? You're in a battle. We're in a battle. It's a spiritual battle. Imagine if God was to, at this moment, open your eyes just to see what was happening. It'll freak us out. But here's the thing. By His Word, by His Word, we don't have to see it. By His Word, He transforms the atmosphere. By His Word, He commands the principalities of, this, of the air to bow down to the name of Jesus, which in turn circumstances that we face because we're strong and courageous. We get to walk into any situation because God has deposited power by His Spirit into our hearts. We get to see the destruction of the works of the enemy when we stop living out of provision and move over to promise. Where are you at tonight? We're a house of legacy. We're a house of honor. We're a house about setting up the next generation to go beyond where we've ever been. And so tonight, very quickly, I just want to say, what are you doing with what you have? Little, much, I don't care. What are you doing with it? What are the conversations you're going to have this week that's going to lead someone closer to their promise? What are the acts of service we're going to do that not only transforms the person that's standing in front of you, but actually ripples out to community and nations. What are those things? Because it's not about the jobs that we do. It's about the relationships that we have. Yeah? 
I'm just going to put it out there. If you feel tonight that, man, God, oh, I'm, I'm actually in a point of transition. I want to pray for you tonight. So if that's you, why don't you just stand? Going from a place of, man, God, I, ah, man, I feel like the supply stopped and I don't understand it. God's saying, be strong and very courageous. I'm preparing you. to receive my promise. So if you're standing right now, just why don't you just open up your arms and open up your hands, lift them up to Jesus. And Father, right now in this place, Lord, for every hand that's lifted up to you, I thank you with every confidence that you know what's going on in our lives. Father, we don't look to the provisions, we look to the supplier. We don't put our trust in what we can get. We put our trust in who gives it. We don't put our trust in what we see, but we put our trust and faith in you. And so tonight, Lord, for each of my friends who are in transition from provision to promise, Lord, I speak your blessing over them right now in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would just breathe life, breathe life into them they would know the closeness of your presence and the power that comes from serving you. I'm praying now for dreams that will be awakened of solutions for the kingdom right now. Come on, strategy. Be strong and courageous. And I pray that every work of the enemy against you is canceled now in Jesus' name. Come on, in the name of Jesus, right now, in the name of Jesus, that the only mark that will be on you would be the mark of ownership of the Holy Spirit. Right now, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch.